You are listening to Believe, Strive, Achieve, Endurance Podcast with Diogo Custodio. If this is your first time listening, then thanks so much for coming. Get ready and enjoy the show. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Believe, Strive, Achieve, Endurance Podcast. My name is Diogo. Today we have with us Isabel Tew. She's someone that is very, she's an expertise in breathing. Um, and I'm very curious to, to listen to what she has to say about breathing and um, what she has to teach us about uh, the breathing in athletes and not only athletes, but the common people. Um, Isabel, thank you so much for accepting our invitation for this podcast. My pleasure. Isabel, my first question. What do you do? <laughs> what do I do? Gosh, in totality, I do quite a lot of things. Um, so, you know, we'll get onto the breathing in a moment, but like a wider background is I actually got to know Philip back at university, right? Philip, who founded uh, the Tri Training Harder. Um, and there I just got really into like lacrosse and sailing. So I love the sports, but I also studied physics. So there's an analytical aspect to me. <laughs> Curious, huh? Um, and then at the moment, I've got another job that works also. Um, I work in data and analytics, so varied things. But my passion that links to breathing mm -hmm. is very much rooted in well-being, uh, sort of self-knowledge, yoga, and kind of how we can live happily, how we can live healthily, right? And, and my path, I suppose, has... Like many people these days, like we start often with the physical side of yoga. You know, we go to a yoga class, we move our bodies. And like, it's so good for stretching, for mobility, for strength as well. But then like after, you know, 10 or so years of doing that and now a bit of teaching, it's kind of my practice has evolved into the other bits of yoga, which include a lot of meditation. In fact, mm -hmm. I've just come back from a 10-day silent retreat. So maybe I'll be chatting too much right now. No, no, it's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then breathing, like breathing techniques are kind of our, let's say like the bridge between more physical, like running, cycling, swimming, a physical yoga practice, for example, and the more meditative practices. Um, that's at least one way that breathing can be used. Mm -hmm. And then very recently, which kind of will lead us right into right into breath, is that I had this sort of project that I've called Breath Cards that launched this product called Breath Cards. And it really explores many different breathing techniques that help sort of shift your energy levels. You know, some days you just wake up feeling like really sluggish. Well, there are breaths you can do that can like help energize you and sort of get you going. And on the other end of the spectrum, you know, you can be a bit anxious, overwhelmed, um, overexcited, and you just want to calm down and have a good night's sleep, for example. And then there's a whole different set of breathing techniques that can just help get your body and nervous system in, in that state, in a more calm and relaxed state. Um, it's you funny that um, we are listening every single day that more athletes are now turning into yoga and also meditation. Mm. Um, and it's interesting that your background is from yoga and also meditation. Um, how important do you think is for, for an athlete or for even for a common person to have um, 
a mindfulness, uh, a quiet, you know, environment to focus and to to live in. Um, how much? How, what's the importance you think this plays for an athlete or for for a normal person uh, on a daily basis? I mean, I certainly think it helps. You know, everyone has their own preferences of how they like to live. Um, but in the kind of in the mindful aspect, let's say the slightly more um, meditative and say quieter lifestyle, the, or so let's say like mindful eating, for example. So like not having the TV on and actually like or not having your phone next to you going through your emails, but actually like looking at your food and eating it and really tasting it. Like all those things really really impact your mind and your stress levels. So, you know, I think for an athlete, just as much as an everyday person, or maybe even more, um, you want to have a focused mind, right? Particularly if you're competing, you want to have good energy levels, you want to have good focus. And the more mindful you can be, the more you're able to focus on the thing at hand rather than kind of being distracted by every email, every WhatsApp message that comes through, you know? So I think it has a really, really big impact to how we feel. And yeah. And focus on yourself when sometimes it's almost impossible to do it on a daily basis. Um, I remember when I, I think it was like three or four years ago, I started doing some meditation. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting that you don't see the immediate effects on when you do it. But on the yeah, long term. It's immediate, can, not always. Yeah. It's, imp- it's impressive because you are more aware of everything. And especially about yourself, um, and I believe that you share this kind of, of opinion that if an athlete is aware of what they are doing, why they are doing, uh, even what's around them, um, is quite important for them. Um, yeah, and you and- stop accumulating mental stress. You know, I suppose this links very much to where I've just come back. So the practice I've just done is a ten-day vipassana meditation. And so we are in silence for pretty much 10 days, meditating 10 hours a day in very much in this of the mindfulness angle of like, can you really observe your body, observe the sensations and, and notice how you are. And in doing that, it, I really noticed that we release mental stress, like it sort of bubbles up. And I've been doing this sort of practice Mm. this particular meditation nearly three years two and a half three years and just like tangible examples um like a really funny and easy example of how it impacts daily life because you know you were saying that Diogo that um it's not always immediate so for me the example that makes me laugh is uh, maybe six months ago my sister was here we had a drink in the garden some red wine and she smashed the glass of red wine outside on the sandstone paving oh wow and yeah oh i heard you yeah exactly you know sandstone's pretty porous red wine and sandstone not really great exactly (laughs) and and what i noticed is that my old tendency would have been to feel frustrated like to feel annoyed Maybe say, oh, that's so annoying, or maybe not, but to have the, you know, like the emotion or the mental chat of like, this is bad. <laughs> um, but actually, I didn't. 
I was like so surprised. Like instead of wasting my energy on wishing that something that had happened hadn't happened, it's quite pointless to wish to wish for something to change, right? I just got a bucket of water and washed it away, and it was totally fine. Um, what and to me, fun? that's an example of how when you become really mindful really present and really aware like you stop wasting energy on things like being annoyed and instead spend your energy on like well the best thing to do here is get a bucket of water really fast and wash it away rather than wait a minute and have a cry and then do it (laughs) (laughs) yeah so you stop worrying about those little things that um can get the energy out of our body out of my our mind at the end of the day yeah. And start to, to focus more on what's really important in life. Exactly. But that sort of thing becomes almost almost natural. Like the more you move into a mindful state and really focus on your activities at hand, the more you meditate, for example, the more that starts to become your way of being rather than like sitting there going, I must not be annoyed. <laughs> Which is probably quite a relief to people, right? Because you think, gosh, it's a lot of effort to not be annoyed when you are annoyed. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. So you have been into yoga, meditation, and then the breathing starts into into your life. Um, yes. How can you advise someone that have has never done any yoga, any meditation, and start learning how to breathe properly? Oh, that's such a good question. Um, the the very first answer is like breathing through your nose most of the time, like pretty much all the time that is a great thing that's a really good thing it seems to be gaining a lot of attention these days there's some pretty famous popular people maybe famous in the world that I know Um, (laughs) James Nestor for example and Patrick McEwen and they're pretty big names these days talking about like the science of breathing through your nose how um, it affects the amount of oxygen that our body can absorb. Like you don't just want to just like, you think, sometimes you think the more you breathe, like the better, but it's kind of not so true. There's so many different chemicals or like molecules within the air. And um, I mean, I'm not the expert so much on the absolute science of breathing. Like I haven't got so much a biology background, but they've gone a lot into the biology and like seeing their work and practicing it a bit myself. I can see the difference that, you know, breathing through your nose means that you are calmer and breathing a more relevant amount of air that you need and it can really produce great benefits. So for, I guess, anyone out there that notices that they often breathe through their mouth, kind of the mantra, the cue is like your nose is for breathing and your mouth is for eating. So unless you're doing a sprint and you absolutely can't breathe through your nose, then yeah, I really do focus on breathing through your nose. Huge, huge benefits to that. And there are also some more techniques that you can use in order to increase or to improve your breathing, correct? Totally, totally, yeah. Um, I was kind of thinking that maybe we journey through the triathlon um, disciplines and we could talk a bit about like how I think certain breaths might help, um, particularly like in the training process for any of these events. I mean, when you're doing the event, you're pretty much focused on doing the event. (laughs) Exactly. Just swim, bike, run, 
and do it as fast as you can. Yeah, you're like, you're probably not thinking about your, your exact technique in the race. It's that all the training has built you up so that your technique is naturally as you know, powerful and efficient as possible. Mm-hmm. And that's probably one of the key, key things then to stress here is that like, as, as a human and even more as an athlete, like we're looking to be efficient with like how we eat, how we, um, how we run, like how you swim. And I think we are therefore looking at how we can train our breathing to be more efficient because breathing takes up energy. Right? You think every breath in, like your whole body starts to move a bit. Like there's the whole respiratory process inside of your body. Like you don't want to waste it. You want to make it optimal. And then you've got more optimal energy. And that, yeah, I think that'll really help. <laughs> um, I remember a few, I don't, I don't know if it was three or four years ago, but um, I had a friend, she was studying about breathing um, related to sports. Uh-huh. And she told me that the diaphragm is so important in breathing. Um, there are yeah. a few techniques that you can use uh, the diaphragm. Um, Absolutely. How can you um, learn about these kind of techniques? Um, is there anything that you can recommend us? Or, I know that you have your website and I'm going to write it down later <laughs> for those who want to contact you directly. But for someone who, as I said, who never tried this before, and you tell them, okay, you can start breathing by your diaphragm. How can they do this? Yeah. let's get into first why then the diaphragm is important and then we can then we've got the motivation to like why, why try some techniques that help do that exactly yeah. exactly um, so i think the same with any sport like you're looking to use the largest and most powerful muscle right in any discipline aren't you you know you think if you're weightlifting you're looking to use your um, like your thighs and your glutes more than your arms, for example. You know, you're just you're fine tuning. Like, what is the best, strongest muscle to do this? And so, I, a diaphragm sits uh, sort of just below the ribs, like really breaking like your lower abdomen up from your lungs, from your rib cage. And it's a really large elastic muscle that you could say is a little bit like a trampoline. <laughs> And it, it, it basically is your best muscle for breathing. Like you, you don't want to just breathe up inside your rib cage, which is where a lot of people tend to breathe. You want to also be able to allow your diaphragm to relax. So kind of the mechanics of it is that as you would breathe in, you know, your lungs start filling up and your diaphragm presses down which means then your stomach, your the rest of your sort of abdominal organs, that they tend to stick out a little bit as you breathe in, because right? the diaphragm's pressing down and then they're making space. And then as you breathe out, the diaphragm then comes back up and helps press the air up and out of the lungs. So like the first thing anyone can do just to see like, mm, you know, do I breathe with my diaphragm or not, for example. <laughs> um, it's kind of best to lie down for this one. It's the easiest place for your diaphragm to relax and kind of notice. So you might lie down on your back with uh, your knees bent, knees probably touching together and feet would be about hip width apart. I mean, the legs aren't so important. It's like, just be comfortable on your back, to be honest. Relax, yeah, relax. Yeah, be relaxed. And then best to place 
one hand somewhere low on your abdomen, like around your stomach, around your belly button, because you want to feel are you breathing lower? And then mm-hmm. the other hand higher up, like you know, up on your chest. And you could just start seeing like naturally, like, okay, I'm breathing in, like which hand is moving the most? You know, is is your lower hand moving or is your upper hand moving? And that starts to give you some clues. And like the optimal way, I mean, first off, you just start noticing, right? You're like, oh, interesting, interesting that I'm probably breathing quite high up. It's probably that top hand that moves the most. And people, you might even notice that some people have this tendency to breathe in and pull their stomach in. You know, people say breathe in when you're like, you know, girls in a dress, for example, you know, zipping it, breathe in, zipping you up. Um, and that the implication there is you think, all right, yeah, breathing in, getting thin, squeezing the belly in. But that is actually not what we want to do at all. So it can be interesting to notice that as you breathe in, you might accidentally be sucking your stomach in. And mm-hmm. no, we can reverse that. But like, just notice, just notice to begin with. Um, and all and these kind of uh, exercises, do you think it's better to do it before exercising? or after exercising, for example? Um, generally before, but you could kind of, you could, they've all got different different benefits in a way, like different mm-hmm. timings, right? So, you know, I was thinking most people that might sign up to do a triathlon or any exercise, let's just say like we've all been there going like, I'd like to get fitter. I'd like to get stronger. I want to do more kind of activity. And there's the mental decision, but then there's also like, okay, now I've got to find some motivation to get up and do it. (laughs) (laughs) You know, okay, I need some energy. So, and that's the same as waking up. You know, you might wake up feeling a bit like sleepy and be like, oh, it's just not the day today. But um, mm-hmm. I we think all have been there. You've been there, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been there too. I think it's pretty universal. And and instead of fighting that, like just with your head, breaths are great. So there's like, particularly within breath cards, I designed like a whole set of breaths that are about being energized. Like it's an energizing series. So you could spend three, four minutes practicing an energizing breath. Like we call it Kaplabhati is one of the famous yoga ones. It's pretty fast breathing pace. And like within a few minutes, you actually gain a lot of energy from it. And you're like, okay, no long, I feel like going out for a run now. You know, it's, it's great. So you've kind of like tricked yourself into it rather than this mental debate. It's dead cool. <laughs> I think I need to start doing that more often. Um, <laughs> especially in those days when I don't want to go out. Um, I know I don't live in the UK. I live in Portugal. It's quite warm around here. But sometimes when it's cold, um, maybe if I practice some more about my, my breathing, I'll get some more motivation to go out. Yeah, and um, some days you'll probably still feel tired, but I think more of often than not, I do find that doing one of those really, yeah, energizing breaths can just just get me over that hurdle. Of, okay, I'm now I'm gonna put my kit on and off I go. <laughs> <laughs> so that's just like that's just one example. Um, and, I, and I was thinking actually about swimming. Is swimming always the first event in a triathlon? Is there an order to it? 
Yes, correct. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, like, you know, swimming. I think there are so many techniques that can really help swimming. Because I'm, I'm imagining, or I'm sort of remembering when I did any swimming training that you pretty much want to minimize the number of times you take a breath, right? Because mm-hmm. that slows correct. you down. Yeah. So the best thing you want to do then is increase your lung capacity, right? That's what. That's actually one of my uh, main um, functions as a coach is to increase that into an athlete. But yeah, <laughs> so help yeah, me. That's good. So like, how do you do that without necessarily breathing techniques? Like, what are the key sort of things that you suggest? Uh, you have to work quite a lot. You have to work out quite a lot. So when yeah. you work out, there is a lot of uh, things changing in your body. Mm-hmm. And one of them is the lung capacity. Mm. it's true and like pushing yourself like not just stopping when you're a bit tired right it's like mm-hmm. that's when you're tired that's when you need to keep going yeah yeah it's like tricking the body to carry on <laughs> well there are quite a few breathing techniques that um that help particularly they talk about breath holds you know like um there are four main phases within breathing. You've got breathing in, that's the mm-hmm. first phase, and then you could just hold your breath full. And in fact, of course, when you're swimming, like it's pretty much what you're doing. You've got, you breathed in and you're holding the hold breath it, and in your lungs. <laughs> <laughs> you exhale, you know, that's phase three. You, you know, you've got to let the air out at some point. Um, and then the fourth bit would be on empty. You can also hold your breath with an empty breath. So there are, def- there are techniques that focus on either breathing in really full and then mm-hmm. like holding your breath as long as you can and then very slowly exhaling out. Um, that's one technique. There's another one around like how you'd hold your breath out. You kind of get your body more used to the state of not having air in it. And then your body naturally doesn't have such an intense reaction in your nervous system because it's like, okay, I'm familiar with this like state of not having so much air and it's okay. Breath will come in a minute. <laughs> Isn't that the kind of techniques that um, the athletes who do, um, is, that, is it scuba diving? Um, yeah, yeah, I'm free diving. Free diving, yes. Do they don't they use these kind of techniques to uh, yes to allow them to go deeper without the oxygen? Yes, they absolutely do. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and they're amazing and, athletes. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> so maybe we can do a crossover between the um, free diving to triathlon uh, with the breathing exercises. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I think my favorite one that works for both. Um, from the yoga tradition, we call it Plavini, but it's, mm-hmm. it's really about you breathe in as much as you physically can, and then you see if there's even a sip more, so your lungs are like massively full. And then we were talking about the diaphragm, so you'd first be like thinking, right, belly's relaxed, breathe into the belly, breathe in through the ribs, breathe in up through the chest as full as you, full as you can, and then you're going to hold it for as long as you can. And like you might get a little dizzy, and that's that's okay. That this is a breath practice. You're not doing this for swimming, right? You're doing this like in in your training regime before swimming, like maybe half an hour before swimming, and then eventually, you know, when you get to that dizzy point, you would as slowly as you can let the air out, and that is pretty powerful for a 
getting used to that, like having breathed in and like getting a bit lower on air, but also like physically you want to be having such a full rib cage, like such full lungs that your rib cage is expanding. You think all the little tiny intercostal muscles between the ribs, like you, you're like stretching them. So actually your whole rib cage can expand to meet the larger capacity that you're training your lungs to take. So that's kind of got both the physical and the more energetic side to it. So I think that's, that's really effective. Um, and um, for training, like I'd be thinking you, know, you might be doing this in the morning and then you might train in the afternoon. Like mm-hmm. I, I don't think you really need to use these breaths like just before you do an event. You could, but I think it's more about day to day, just having a few practices that expand the lung capacity here. Hmm. And one of the, um, well, one of the questions we are often quite asked from the athletes is um, when can I see results uh, showing up? Um, and I believe that the same with breathing, this is not yeah. it. Usually after like what, two, three weeks, you start seeing some interesting results. Yeah. And um, I mean, you can get some effects immediately. I mean, it depends what effects you have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like for example, You know, we mentioned the energizing breath, Kapdavati. I mean, you're going to feel energized straight away. So, you know, there there are some really immediate things. And you would notice if you did that fast breathing, it's like almost every second breathing in, out, in, out, that you could then hold your breath for nearly two minutes without a problem. Um, So you you can kind of see that there are physical impacts immediately. But in the sense of, is this changing your body is like a training routine so that when you do a more competitive event, are you better? I would say you probably would take a couple of weeks to start feeling the benefits. And then, you know, then you gain more confidence that the practice is worth doing, right? Yeah, I agree with you. Um, it's funny that before we start doing this conversation, um, I was thinking about breathing more into the focus part of the, the sport itself, when you need to focus for your race, for your workout, mm. especially those that are quite hard for you to, to do, um, and not as much on the, um, on the effort or the big efforts uh, side of breathing. Mm. But um, you gave me some, some clearer ideas on how important this can be. Um, tell me something, Isabel. For someone who wants to learn a little bit more about uh, what you do and what uh, they can do in, in order to improve their breathing and, of course, their performance or their lifestyles, how can they do it? Yeah, how can they do it? Well, um, you know, for example, if anyone wants to contact me, then they can get hold of me through my website. So that's at breathcards.com. Um, and I've, I've made this, I think, awesome product where I've got... 44 different breathing techniques that they, they say what benefits they're for. They give you a clear and quite simple explanation of how to do it. Some pretty illustrations that I've done. And so like that is one, one tool that you could use. Uh, a few videos there. Um, the videos will grow. Like 
what I've made is so brand new. I launched it just one month ago. So it's like the supporting content is still growing. But my email address is there. Should anyone be interested in, yeah, any specific questions? But I think with anything, it's like, it's first like practice something. Like There is a lot of content out on, on the internet around breathing techniques and Uh, The main thing I would say is to be clear on what would you like to achieve, right? So Mm -hmm. is it that you notice that you um, get out of breath a lot in any of your practice? Okay, well, if that's the case, then notice if you're breathing more through your nose or mouth. If you are breathing through your mouth, spend a few weeks like practicing every single activity just breathing through your nose. Of course, your training would slow down to begin with, but then you're going to find you actually get faster and faster and faster and you've got more energy for it. So like, you know, that could be one thing that you might want to focus on. Or if it's like, yeah, like the lung capacity side. Um, Or maybe it is like say race day and you get nerves and you find it hard to sleep, for example. Like maybe Mm -hmm. that's the kind of, the thing that you would like to work on and then if that's the case um a you could google it like breaths to calm down and help me sleep there'll be lots on the internet um but the one that i would suggest and would commonly come up is we call it brahmari in um in yoga but it's a humming breath effectively so you just breathe in naturally through your nose of course and you would hum out and the, the, the humming is meant to increase the amount of nitric oxide that's in your body, helps you absorb oxygen and helps your whole nervous system relax. So, you know, you might do that for a couple of minutes and find that, ah, oh, yes, you know, you've brought your body into, um, yeah, into a place where it's happier to sleep. So in general, that's my advice. It's like try and see like what, what part of your life or your practice would you like to improve? And then like probably Google or ask me, are there any breaths that help this in particular? Because everyone's got a different body and a different thing they'd like to focus on, don't they? Yeah. Um, It's funny that you spoke about uh, apps. Um, When will we see an app from you? Oh, yeah. You're not the first to ask. And because I work in data and analytics, like um, this is a bigger company, they're like, surely you're making an app. Um, It might happen. Um, I'm I'm taking a sabbatical from my office job starting in August. So, you know, that's when I'm going to spend a bit of time thinking, okay, how are these cards received? And, you know, maybe it would be fun to, to make an app for it. I could see... I could see an app working well. Um, But one thing I would say um, is that sometimes you want to break from technology. Yeah. 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 Like, you know, apps are cool for getting like guided content, right? Audio content. And like, in my mind, I have this idea of building a bit more of a community where people share, oh, I like to do this than this, for example. But there's a huge benefit, I believe, in the physical simplicity of a card, because you can say, right, tomorrow, I'm going to go for a run. I don't know how I'm going to feel, but I'm going to put out like a couple of energizing breaths on my bedside table so that when I wake up, I'm going to do that. And I'm just going to go running without thinking of it. 
And, and I think that is more effective than having an alarm on your phone that then says, hey, look at this app, do a breathing technique now, because guess what? You're probably going to go and look at the news and then look at Facebook or whatever Instagram. social media <laughs> you know, and then, oh, look, you've spent an hour scrolling and you didn't go for that run that you planned. <laughs> I think I know what you mean. I, I think I know what you mean. I was asking so because... I remember yeah. when I started doing meditation, what made mm -hmm. me do it was an app um, that someone recommended to me. What did you use? Calm, Headspace? Headspace, Headspace okay. yeah. Mm -hmm. It was a good one. Um, and I used to use it quite a lot for the sleep um, at night, and that was that was great. I didn't finish the, the episode of sleeping because halfway through it, which was like five minutes, I was already asleep. Perfect. Yeah, it was it was amazing. It was amazing. So that's why I ask you when we can see an app from you. But I understand yeah. the, the concept, and I agree with you that sometimes we need to disconnect from the technology. Um, but for those, for example, they are coming from work uh, on a subway or the bus, and they want to practice some of the breathing exercises, an app might be a good solution for them. Yeah, very true. And I think I think there will be. Um, it's just so new. I guess it's starting giving a bit of time to see how people like them I'm like I love them and you know my, my friends that have seen them love them but they're in they're in print at the moment so I'm going to get the delivery of the first editioned set end of this month and people have pre-ordered them already so um, I'll be posting them at the end of the month and then I'm going to see like what does everyone what does everyone say about them that's going to be a fun experience let's see for the feedback so if someone wants to um to see the website is breathcards.com, correct? Breathcards.com. Breathcards.com. And if someone orders the, the cards, please let us know how, how they work for you. Gosh, I'd so love to know. I'm like, I'm quite nosy. I'm quite curious. So I'd like to know anyway. But it's also the stage where I'm like, I'm, yeah, just like the feedback. Because, yeah, whether I make an, an app or not, it kind of depends of whether people go, you know what? I just so loved it. It was a physical card and I didn't touch my phone. Like, if the feedback ends up being that a lot, I'd be thinking, well, hey, I don't think an app's going to work then. Yeah, but exactly. a lot of people are like, I love it, but, you know, I don't want to carry them around with me all the time. I'd rather they were on my phone, you know, well, then enough demand and then, yeah, an app would be inevitable. Oh, you can have both. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> That's true. That's true. Anyway, yeah. Isabel, thank you so much for your time, for your energy, um, so for being so positive about it. I think we all learn a little bit more about breathing. Um, and if someone has some questions for Isabel, please drop them on her website, her email, or can contact us directly. And um, if you get the cards, please let us know how they work for you. Isabel, thank you, thank you very yeah. much. My pleasure. The Believe, Strive, Achieve podcast is produced every week for your enjoyment and show notes are found at trytrainingharder.com. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at trytrainingharder. Thanks for listening.